So I'm Carmela. Uh, and I'm Drew. And we're going to talk about the sub-virtues and virtues of the cardinal virtues. Drew, do you want to start? Yeah. So uh, first we're going to talk about prudence and uh, some of the myths of prudence. So a big uh, myth things or limiting certain things, but really uh, what we find prudence to the mean, the true meaning of prudence would be to um, understand why we're supposed to do these things and want to do them because it makes us better and makes and everything we do better. Um, so the sub virtues of prudence are uh, memory, docil- docility, celerity, foresight, and caution. So uh, memory especially is not what you would think it is. Uh, memory is not like the data from a phone or statistics or something like that. Uh, it would be more of remembering events and lessons correctly. So like say you and you did remembering that correctly instead of just keeping track of statistics and data. Um, docility is open-mindedness and teachability, but this is not being gullible. It would be more about um, knowing like wrong thing to do and learning with that. Um, celerity uh, would be quickly making good decisions. So that would be being able to make decisions, decisions on the fly because you've been practicing this for so long. Uh, foresight is correctly understanding consequences. So like understanding the reasons and what will happen from your actions. So say you're going to a football game or you're playing in a football game and you hit somebody after the play. You doing that, you knew you should know the consequences before that you're, they're going to throw a flag and you're going to get a 15-yard penalty and that's going to put your team in a bad position. So that would be foresight and understanding like the consequences of your actions. And then caution was the last. Uh, it'd be just the ability to understand the risk of what you're doing and knowing like why it's a bad idea. Yeah, so I am, that was good. I'm going to talk about fortitude. So the myth about fortitude as a whole is that it's only about being brave and having courage. The actual meaning of fortitude is facing difficulty well. St. Thomas Aquinas said there are two parts of fortitude, endurance and attack. He said endurance was the more important one of the two. You have to be able to endure difficulty or persecution before you can fight back, and that does not necessarily mean physically. There are four sub-virtues of fortitude that I'm going to talk about. Patience is the first one. A misconception about patience is that it means just not freaking out when something is annoying you or not going your way. There's more to it than that. The virtue of patience is meant to preserve cheerfulness and serenity of mind in spite of injuries or delay. Not only should you have to keep your cool, but be happy as you do. A misconception about perseverance, the next sub-virtue, is that it is only pushing through hard things. Again, we have to look deeper. Perseverance is continued positive action toward the good, despite obstacles. 
Similar to patience, you should be happy when practicing this virtue or else it's just forced and not virtuous. Being happy when pushing through difficulty. A myth about magnanimity, the next sub-virtue, is that it means expecting too much out of everything and it is just going to let you down in the end. The true definition of magnanimity is the habit of high expectations and high ambitions. The key word in this is habit. Keeping the habit of high expectations means it will eventually happen. You shouldn't be scared of being hurt by those expectations not being met, but um, you should not be scared of them not being met, but if they aren't met, it will just push you to be better so they will be met next time. Lastly, the last last sub-virtue of fortitude is magnificence. This can be seen as being too self-absorbed, always thinking about yourself. The definition of magnificence is the habit of achieving one's goals and realizing ambition. Yes, this is focused on yourself and your own goals, but those goals and ambitions should or could be um, toward helping others. And again, this uh, making this a habit can make you stronger in the face of adversity. I also want to talk about justice. Justice is often misused as revenge, wanting a person to get justice for their wrong actions. Justice as a virtue is really giving someone what is due to them in the way it was supposed to be. This, is, this easily coincides with revenge, but through the sub-virtues of justice, we can see they are completely different. The first sub-virtue, truth, can be, plainly, can be seen plainly like a word we use every day but the virtuous definition is expressing correctly what is or was in the natural order of communication and all deserve to know the truth. So everybody deserves to know the truth. This can be scary, not wanting to hurt someone with the truth, but it is acting justly to tell them the truth is what is due to them. Vindication is the closest of the subvirtues to revenge. The definition is proportional retribution for harm done. Keyword proportional. This does not mean the retribution you want to give them, but the, what the person truly deserves without bias. Lastly, mercy is often perceived as weakness, but the definition is reasonable compassion and kindness and forgiveness. Reasonable meaning done within reason, so mercy, mercy would be the right thing to do in that situation. Strength can be found in mercy. Another sub-virtue of justice is affability. It's the friendliness or openness to new right relationships. And again, a key word in this definition is right. Um, These relationships should be good for you and the other person. They should not, they should better you as people instead of worsen you. Um, It's what's just and what is due to each of you. It's what you deserve. To just mention them, uh, there are two more sub-virtues of justice. Piety or observance is recognizing authority over oneself, parents, coaches, bosses, etc., and religion, which is recognizing God as God, having given us our all, he deserves our all. Drew, do you want to talk about temperance? Uh, Of course. So uh, temperance relates to, uh, like, limiting the... one's own participation and desires. Uh, But the myth about this is temperance is not about forbidding what is pleasant, but 
it's about knowing when it is good or bad and when to when is okay to do this so like an example of this would be uh alcohol you know that someone who's underage shouldn't be drinking so like it's not it, that's when it would be bad but when you are drinking when you're of age and you're not drinking like too much that would be an example of knowing when to use temperance um, the subreaches of this are taste, touch, and relation. So taste uh, relates to sobriety and abstinence. So this would be just like the example of alcohol and staying sober and knowing like how much is good and how much is bad. Um, touch would be chastity and purity is about chastity and purity. So chastity would be more leaning towards sexual things. So just like with alcohol, there's a time and a place for it. And knowing when is the time and place. So like during marriage would be when you would be, this would be okay. Um, and then in relation, uh, modesty and moderation. So this is just knowing how much and when and not, and just knowing your limit almost. So, Carmel, would you like to go over some more real-world examples with each and every one of these? Um, yeah. So, um, I know in my life I have used perseverance in my athletics. So, that's the one of the sub-virtues of fortitude. So, with conditioning, it's often you really just want to give up preseason. You want to get ready for your season. But um, the conditioning is probably the hardest part. Through fortitude and perseverance, you can push through knowing that it um, is bettering you and it's what you want to do, but you have to keep a positive action during this. So having a negative action and pushing through is, one, not going to help you or your team. So staying positive toward the good, and it helps you get to where you want to go. Um, yeah, do you have another example of um, moderation, Drew? Uh, so with like moderation, it would be, say you, especially with eating or working out, those are, especially eating, uh, just knowing like, I should only eat so much because you don't want to become obese or certain things like that. Just knowing when is, when it's too much. And this is like, if you practice these things every single day, then it will be easy for you to know when is right and when is wrong, and you won't even have to think about it. I think that's the biggest thing with the sub-virtues, mm -hmm. is knowing or is practicing them all the time just so that once you have a really tough one come up, you won't have to think about it as much. You'll just do it because that's what you've been training yourself to do. Yeah. Uh, do you have any last things to say? No, I don't. That's all. All right. Well, there are many myths about the meanings of these virtues and sub-virtues, but when applied the right way, they will help each and every one of us better ourselves. Often, we just have to look deeper into the meaning of the, sub, of the virtue or sub-virtue to get to the true meaning.